Welcome back and happy February, my fellow pioneers. My name is Rebecca David and I am your hostess for the Genesis of Conception. Now in this space between the picket lines, we talk about all things pro-life, but we come at it from a strictly scientific, logical, and provable basis. Now in our last episode, you got an insider's eye view of the March for Life 2022. Today, we are diving into trafficking and its correlation to the abortion industry. Now, warning in advance, it's going to be a topic that breaks your heart and it's painful, but it is so necessary to discuss and to be aware of. And in a super exciting side note, this week's topic actually has a lot of data that goes into it. So I've decided to divide the information into two different videos. So thank you in advance for being willing to go down this road with me. Now, here on the Genesis of Conception, I firmly believe that we owe it to the victims and survivors of the trafficking world to shed light on the horrors therein. Trafficking is the most inhumane crime which puts a price tag on human life, aside from selling aborted baby fetal body parts, and we'll discuss that in our next episode. But for today, I'm going to be breaking the trafficking world down into two segments, sex trafficking statistics and survivor stories. They are both intensely intertwined with the world of abortion, and because of how interconnected they are, while I can separate them from one another, I'm not necessarily able to separate them from abortion as a topic. So you're going to notice that I'm going to supply information on both simultaneously in their own ways. Now, for simplicity's sake, today we will focus on the United States' role. While we go through all of this, I ask that you keep one pivotal concept at the forefront of your mind. These things are happening every day in every continent, every nation, and every state in the United States. So first, statistics. And before I launch into the actual stats themselves, it's un- it is important to understand what sex trafficking is actually defined as. So according to the CDC.gov via the Trafficking Victims Protection Act of 2000, sex trafficking is defined as the recruitment, arboring, transportation, provision, obtaining, patronizing, or soliciting of a person for the purpose of a commercial sex act. We also know, thanks to the highcourt.co, that this same act specifies that the victim does not need to be physically transported from one location to another for the crime to fall within this definition. Now, this becomes important because, as you'll learn a bit later on in this episode, familial trafficking is something that actually does happen with a disturbing degree of repetition. There we go. And what that means is that someone in someone's family, so say you have the sex trafficking victim, someone in their family is the one who is selling them. So it can happen in their own home or like the home of an aunt or a grandpa or something like that. So the fact that a person doesn't have to be physically transported from one location to another for a crime to have occurred is very, very important. Now, with the understanding of what it is, we move on to the statistics regarding its prevalence and its price tag. So according to the FamilyResearchCouncil.org, sex trafficking rakes in about $99 billion per year. That is billion with a B, like Bravo. In fact, a study by the Urban Institute that interviewed both pimps and traffickers found that they can make anywhere from $5,000 to $32,833 a week 
off of their victims. As if that weren't horrific enough, the same interview found that these criminals describe sex trafficking as, quote, low risk, high reward due to a mixture of the lack of public awareness and the lack of intervention. And these pimps and these traffickers explained that places like Planned Parenthood are huge on aiding and abetting because of the financial benefit involved. Then we get to the FBI Law Enforcement Bulletin. It is, according to this, quote, the fastest growing business of organized crime and the third largest criminal enterprise in the world. Now, the lifestyle of a trafficked victim involves violence and forced drug use and constant threats. And it's done that way to keep them intimidated and terrified and dazed and confused so they can't get out, or at least they feel like they cannot get out. Now, these victims are sold to traffickers. They are locked up in rooms or brothels for weeks or months. They are drugged, they are terrorized, and they are raped repeatedly. And speaking specifically of statistics, we find compliments of thehighcourt.co, therefugedmst.org, enoughisenough.org, and elacruz.org, the following 10 truly horrific stats. One. In 2019, there were 8,375 open victim cases reported. 5,090 of these were new. Two, online forms of sex trafficking increased by more than 45% during the COVID-19 pandemic. Three, there was an 846% increase in reported child sex trafficking cases from 2010 to 2015. 846% increase. That is insane on a level I, I struggle to even comprehend. Number four, in 2020, of the nearly 26,500 missing children reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, one in six were likely victims of child sex trafficking. Number five, 27% of sex trafficking cases reported to the National Human Trafficking Hotline number were instances of familial trafficking. Remember, that means, and this is very important because that loops back around to you don't have to be moved to place. And can you just pause for a second and imagine that? Imagine being somebody, being being a child, being a female, being a male, whatever may have you, because sex trafficking happens, it can happen to anybody of any background, of any age range, of either gender. Just imagine for a second the the awful terror that must go through the heart and the mind of somebody who has been sold into sex trafficking by someone they are blood to or by someone they are family to. How awful must that be? But that's 27% of sex trafficking cases. In a 2018, this is number six, in a 2018 survey of child sex trafficking victims, 55% of respondents reported being in school while they were being trafficked. And to wrap your mind around this one, think on this. That means that like, I'm a college student, for instance. I might very well go to school with someone who is being trafficked and I just don't know it. And that's not just for colleges, mind you. That's for, that's for you know, uh, K through 12 education as well child sex trafficking victims. That means young, young children. How 
insane is that? 55% of respondents. Number seven, there is not a single state in the USA that does not suffer from sex trafficking. Now, the worst state is Nevada, and the best one is New Hampshire. So if you're from New Hampshire and you're listening to this, massive kudos to your state. Number eight, of the survivors of sex trafficking who entered the life in the past decade, 75% reported being advertised online. Number nine, over 21% of those trafficked for sex are children. Over 21% children being hurt this way. And finally, number 10, 71% of all victims are female, both girls and women. And the important differentiation there is that girls are less than 18 years old and women are 18 and over. But 71% of all victims are female. Now, there are many, many more stats I had to boil down to the top 10 as best I possibly could, but that's just a concise and atrocious reality of sex trafficking. It is ever-present and destroys lives and families forever. And a lot of those victims, the psychology that must be there, I can't even imagine. My heart goes out to every single one of them. And if you're listening and you have a past in that, one, please don't ever feel like you're being judged because any but any decent human won't judge you for that. But two, um, keep listening because I have a lot of information that might be helpful to you coming a bit further on. Now, when those women and those girls get pregnant, many times they're forced to abort their children. And that brings us to part two, survivors' stories. These are first-hand accounts. So thanks to FamilyResearchCouncil.org, we know that it is not unusual for women to be traffickers and to oversee the abortions of the females who are assigned to them. Now, in the sex trafficking world, that is known as a harem, which is, it's, it's so awful that that's even a word that is used to describe a human being. Now, there was a 2014 documentary that was done on this topic, and it featured sex trafficking survivors. It was titled Sex Trafficking and the Abortion Connection. Um, In a previous episode, I had mentioned that I have a YouTube channel that does the exact same thing. It's just the visual version. And for this week's episode, which is about the same thing, of course, um, if you would like to go and find links to that documentary. All you have to do is go to my YouTube channel and then you can look in the information video below it or the information box below it and there's a bunch of links there. So if you would like to pursue that, I would highly recommend it and you can find links to that. Now, as one survivor bravely described off of this documentary, quote, over the years, I had pimps and customers who hit me, punched me, kicked me, beat me, slashed me with a razor. I had forced unprotected sex and I got pregnant three times and had two abortions at a clinic. Afterwards, I was back out on the street again, unquote. Now, another survivor who endured six abortions said that she was under serious pressure from her pimps to abort the babies. Finally, Nearly 30%, of trafficking survivors said that they went to Planned Parenthood. And one survivor described her situation. Quote, I got pregnant six times and had six abortions during this time. 
Several of them were from a doctor, as in a Planned Parenthood doctor, who was a client. He did them backdoor. And at least one of my abortions was from Planned Parenthood because they didn't ask any questions. You went backdoor where the charge was more than was more like about $150, unquote. Now, looping back around to the last part of what she said, I re- this is so, so important. A big portion of how Planned Parenthood gets away with this sort of stuff especially on their paperwork and all that, is they don't ask questions. Now, why that matters here is because sometimes a a sex trafficked victim will not look like a sex trafficking victim. You know, they, they won't have any of the usual indicators. But make no mistake, a lot of the time, most of the time, they will look a little bit different than the average person. There will it will be obvious to anyone who's actually paying any attention that something is wrong. Something is very wrong. And you can there's there's so much information out there about how to identify um a potential victim of sex trafficking and you can find that all over the internet and I encourage you to go look for it because it's it's very important and it could very well save a life. But Planned Parenthood will see these women and these girls come in looking haggard and hurt and used and abused and because there is a bottom line of profit they will do nothing they will ask zero questions they will not protect these girls they will perform the abortions and then they'll send them right back to be hurt and abused more that is just the reality now as i mentioned a little while ago Those are just a few of the countless stories that survivors have been brave enough to tell. And you can check out a whole list of links in uh, my YouTube version of this episode. And I, I genuinely encourage you to explore. Because once you know, you can't unknow and you cannot forget. And it's so important that we raise awareness so that we can hopefully help put a stop to this thing. Now that said, it is time to distill all of the information I just gave you into two key sentences. First, regular, everyday people are sex trafficked all over the United States, with women and underage girls making up 71% of the total. It does not matter your background. It doesn't matter, you know, what you look like. It doesn't matter where you're from or how much money you make or any other thing you might think protects you, protects you or, you know, someone that you may know. This can happen to anyone, so it is very important to be on the lookout. Sentence number two. When these females who are being sex trafficked get pregnant, they are usually forced into abortion at Planned Parenthood facilities and other places like those facilities so that they can continue to be sold without profits being messed up. Now, this is where I encourage you to take a moment to just pause this episode and to let those truths set in. And you can unpause when you are ready for this week's book recommendation. So this week's recommendation is titled, Girls Like Us, Fighting for a World Where Girls Are Not for Sale. It is a memoir written by Rachel Lloyd, who is actually a survivor of the horror that is the sex trafficking world. It is painful, and it is powerful, and it is pertinent. And you can find it in all of the usual spots, such as Goodreads, Amazon, and thriftbooks.com. And additionally, if you happen to be watching, or to be listening to this, I should say, and you need to know the hotline for human trafficking of any variety, sexual or otherwise, call 1-888-373-7888. You can also text 
733. And if a live chat is something that you are up for, you can just look up humantraffickinghotline.org. This is where I really need you to hear if you have a past in this, if you are currently somehow entrenched in this and somehow had a chance to listen to this episode, please know you are not alone. You are loved and you are treasured and you are precious. And if you were trafficked and then you had to get an abortion, same thing applies. And now for my favorite part of the episode. If you are facing a crisis or an unplanned or even an unwanted pregnancy, or if you know somebody who is, or maybe you have questions and you want to talk with me, please reach out. Whoever you are, I can get you connected to the proper resources and I can answer any queries that you may have. If you're looking for me on Facebook, I am Bex David. That's B-E-X like X-ray. Last name David like the biblical king. On Instagram, I am proudly pro-life Gen Z gal, G-A-L. And everywhere else, I am proudly pro-life Gen Z woman. If you need help or you are curious, find me and I can provide that in-between link. Now, as for next week, I will have part two coming your way, which has a specific focus on what happens to those children post-abortion. But for right now, have a blessed and fantastic rest of your week, and I want you to remember how precious and loved and special you are to our creator. And I challenge you to live like it is true because it will revolutionize your world. And of course, let's continue to be pioneers in the space between the picket lines together. God bless and thank you so much for listening.